most of your Walt Disney World vacation. The top six places to trade pins at Disney World. Hi, I'm Herb Leibacher, and welcome to episode number 125 of the World of Walt podcast. Make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation for the week of September 10th, 2017. This is the podcast for Walt Disney World fans. Whether you're planning your next trip or just enjoy reliving a little bit of Disney magic. In the past few years, I've really become interested in Disney pin trading. It's a great way to collect a little Disney magic, which you can store in a small space and pick up at a reasonable price. It's also a fun way to interact with cast members as you trade pins. You can trade pins in lots of places all around Walt Disney World. So today we're going to take a look at the top six places to trade pins at Disney World. To help me explore this topic, I'd like to welcome a guy who appreciates all kinds of Disney art, whether you wear it on a lanyard or hang it on your wall. Johnny Shortsleeve. Johnny, welcome back. Or stuff in your mouth, too. Foods art, in my opinion. It I mean, is. Uh, let's let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> There's some pretty looking food they put out there at uh, Walt Disney World. This but is yeah, true. But, th- <laughs> but thanks, Herb. Thanks for having me on. And uh, this, is, uh, this is a cool topic because I remember when the pins rolled out, I don't know, well... Would you say like twenty years ago? Mm, a long that time. Fifteen. Yeah. I mean, how? When did it really be start to become a thing? It's been a while. I know that supposedly the story goes that Disney picked it up after one of the Olympic games. I don't know which year. Oh, it was ninety six? Was it ninety six in Atlanta? Could, was that wait? Was that Atlanta? Yeah. Mm. I mean, well, yeah. It, I know. I've heard that story too. And I remember hearing when it came out, like, and I saw them coming in through the little gift shops, and I thought, oh, that's kind of a neat idea. Mm. I had no idea at that point. It's kind of like saying, like, you kind of wish you could go back in time in the 80s and buy Apple stock. Yeah. Um, But not that you can buy, like, stock in pins, but just to realize, you know, some of those, like, early edition pens – um, and how cool it had been to just say, oh, I knew that this was going to be a thing, like, took up. But now it's – amazing how it's blown up and become such an amazing thing to see everywhere in the parks. So I, I think that's such a cool topic. I'm really, uh, I'm really hoping for, we're going to have a fun conversation here. Yeah, I, I think we will. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, before we get into the topic for today, though, the beloved warm-up question for this week is, what is your favorite spot in the new Peter Pan's Flight standby queue? Ooh, I like that question. Um, let me say this real quick about that. I used to be somebody who would refuse to ride that ride if I didn't have a fast pass. With the new standby queue, I'm the exact opposite now. I don't even bother with fast passes. I like the standby queue now. It's so much fun, interactive. Um, I, I It just blows me away that they are willing to invest the time and energy and money to – um, you know, with all the th- stuff that they're doing to add these experiences to the standby line to make waiting in line more enjoyable, especially for the kids. Because, uh, you know, telling your child to stay in line for an hour is a lot to ask for them. Yeah. So having it indoors and air-conditioned and interactive is such a brilliant idea. I really applaud Disney for doing that. Um, and it's a risky move, too, because they took out a bathroom to put it in there. Um, so, yeah. Um, the ghost of the bathroom. I would say, though, you know, despite all of the amazing technology that you see has gone in there in terms of creating that story, um, the thing that I love the most 
is walking into the room, like where everything happens, behind a guest who's never seen it before. Mm. Um, and seeing that reveal happen to them and them being blown away, like, whoa, wait, this is the line? Like, I'm, I'm see, this is like almost like the caliber of stuff you'd see in the ride. Probably is actually better than a lot of stuff that's in the ride. Um, yeah. It's almost like you want to just let people go ahead of you so you can just sit there and just hang out and enjoy what's in, in, the, in the queue to enjoy. But that moment of that reveal to me is such a cool thing. I didn't build it. I'm not a stakeholder in that project at all. Uh, but to me, it just seems so neat to see that the reaction on a guest's face when they turn that corner and see that room and all that's going on in that room and to, to be in just this amazing shock that now, Hey, I'm like in the story, literally. Yeah. Um, that's my, has to be my favorite spot. Wow. That's a good answer. Um, and I, I think you're right. They did a, a great job. I mean, if, of all of the, the queue upgrades, I think this is one of the best because you are in the story right before you fly out that window in the attraction. You are in the Darling's house, and you get to see what it's like there. Uh, and, and there's a lot of great technology piece with the, the Tinkerbell pixie dust uh, floating around. Um, I love the, the part where your shadow is projected on the wall, and you can reach up and uh, clang the bells. Uh, but but one of my favorite spots is one that almost moves by too fast. There are some incredible paintings um, as you're first getting into the interior queue uh, yeah. of the scenes of of London um, of of Peter Pan flying. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful works of art, which um, some very very talented people put together. So tons of things to see in that queue. It's it's a great spot to visit. And I'm surprised more people aren't talking about that. At least I don't hear more people talk. A lot of people talking about it, hmm. um, because I I think it just maybe it's because that ride is so synonymous with long lines. It's you know one of the most popular attractions in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So everyone automatically assumes when they're planning a vacation, that's a must-have fast pass when I'm planning ahead of time, and it's it's an afterthought. But I I am such a huge advocate of telling uh, of going in the standby line now. I'm always telling people don't even bother with the fast pass in there because you'll really enjoy the standby queue. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yep. All right. Very good. So today, the top six places to trade pins at Disney World, and Johnny, you've got number one. All right. So you know me. I'm. I'm, I'm always trying to go crazy here with some of the stuff I choose for, for my list here. And I'm not sure if this is going to be a valid choice or not. I'm not sure if you can disqualify me. But um, the first thing that I thought about, and I'm new to the game. My daughter is just starting to to appreciate pin trading. She only has a couple of pins so far. and um, But she's kind of trying to work her way into it. And I'm, I'm helping her as much as I can because I, I wasn't a pin trader when I was younger, um, or even as an adult. But what I've noticed has been a lot of fun. Like my favorite, favorite spot to trade is actually not a single spot. It's just the, uh, the cast members, the roving managers, uh, the, you know, the plain clothes managers that have the lanyards, um, in the parks. Those are really fun people to trade pens with. Um, not only because, you know, obviously, if if they're managers, they're they're supposed to be um, really in into making sure the guests are happy and, and enjoying their experience. But me being the Disney geek that I am, 
I love just chatting with them and using that as like a, you know, an icebreaker to have a conversation with them. Kind of like, uh, I don't call it a shakedown, but like, you know, Hey, what do you know? What do you see? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like James Cagney there for a second. Um, it, trying to see what's going on and see if they're willing to talk about anything that's new or what's going on in terms of maybe like star Wars land or the construction. Sometimes it seems like it's hit or miss. Sometimes you, you might be getting a manager who maybe in a rush for something that they need to be doing, or um, maybe they're just hot and they need a break. They've been outside in you know, long sleeves and, you know, dark colored, you know, pants, slacks, and, and shirts, and suits, and things like that. Um, but other times, you get some some cast, you know, some of the managers who really just are super fans, like, like we are, mm-hmm. and they just delight in the chance to talk to other super fans, and they really have a passion for the Disney brand and what they're, what they're a part of. So um, that, to me, is really fun to see if, if you can strike up a conversation with the manager about what what's going on and and what their take is and you know if they have a uh, you know some little insider tip or knowledge that they can share it's always neat to do that so I, I think the uh, the first thing absolutely on my list is the uh, the roving managers with the lanyards hopefully that's not uh, that that hopefully that's kosher with you no, I think it's a great first item for the list um, and and pin trading really is a great way to strike up a conversation with someone where it, it might be a little awkward walking up to the the guy in the tie and and saying hmm, what do you know <laughs> what do you know yeah. about what's going to come to this park but when if if you see that person um, with some pins around their their lanyard you can say hey would you would you trade pins with me and of course they have to say yes it's part of their job uh, but it's a good way to get an introduction with people and i think that's that's a lot of the fun of trading pins in the parks yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Okay, good one. That was number one, so number two is over to me. So I'm going to pick an area which I think is a lot of fun for pin trading, and specifically I'm going to go to Disney's Animal Kingdom and the Discovery Island section. So this is a, an area that a lot of people run past as they're going to Pandora or Expedition Everest. But as you're headed from the entrance to the park towards the Tree of Life, there are two very large um, merchandise shops. So on the right is Riverside Depot, and on the left is Island Mercantile. And anytime you're in a retail spot, there are typically a lot of cast members with pins. So there's just a big audience of uh, cast members there to trade with. Uh, but... This probably changes over time, but as it is now, in front of Riverside Depot, there's an outside cash register, and there are a couple of parrots that wear, uh, stuffed parrots, that wear uh, lanyards with pinions. And right in the middle between those two shops is an ice cream spot, which has usually got a, a pin board. And on the opposite side of the street, where the Island Mercantile is, they've got uh, inside a pin beehive. And so I, I think these change up over time, but right in that one little spot, there are a lot of different opportunities to trade pins, whether you enjoy speaking with people or you, you want to kind of avoid that and just go to the parrot or the beehive. Uh, but Animal Kingdom, there are actually a lot of spots to trade pins, and it may not um, be immediately obvious when you're walking in, but it's a good place. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Um, and I was sweating it for a second because it's kind of close to my next one on my my list here. But uh, <laughs> I think we stayed we stayed far enough from each other. That was that was good. So I'm breathing a sigh of relief. Ooh. But you're right. You wouldn't think about 
Animal Kingdom necessarily being a hot spot for pin trading just because of you know the the focus of the theming of the park and you know very animal centric um cuz even you know the retail out, outfits there they're good there there's some cool shops through there uh through Animal Kingdom but it's definitely not as pronounced as what you find in the other parks in terms of um, you know the the quantity. Uh, there's you know just a handful of little kiosks everywhere, and only a couple of really big shops and a couple of medium sized shops. Right. Um, but I'm, of course, I'm you know, when I say a couple, I'm I mean a handful. But someone's going to hear this and go. There's more than two big shops in there, and, and, and try to really over. I'm sorry that I, I misspoke, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, but so you're right though. It's neat though that they did give guests the opportunity to engage in pen trading in, in all those different forms right there in that little pocket of the parks. You don't have to, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who, I know people who do this, who really just, that's their thing. They go there for the day just to pen trade and they have the books and the, you know, the big backpacks and that's what they do and they they enjoy it and that's fun. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be able to do it right there and just kind of that little spot, that's a cool thing that they did. Yeah. And it, like a lot at Disney, it's one of these things that you could walk by and never notice it. So like with so many details in, in the park, it's easy to just spin right by and, and never see it. And it would be easy to shoot through the entrance of Animal Kingdom and, you know, hang a left at the, the Tree of Life and not realize that there are all these opportunities for pin trading. But there are. You just have to, to know about them and, and sort of seek them out, keep your eyes open. And maybe that's a, a really neat kind of aspect of of the hobby is i think so many guests they they walk into one of the theme parks you know animal kingdom is a great example of this they say you know what i want to go uh the park just opened nine o'clock i want to make a beeline over to kilimanjaro safaris to get on there first thing then i'm going to go over to pandora then i'm gonna go to and it's just it's very centered their their schedule is very centered on attractions and shows Mm. and not so much more of the you know, some of the ancillary things that are out there, which I think are a lot of fun and, and very enjoyable to do, like pin trading. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay, that was number two. Number three, back to you, Johnny. All right, so I kind of alluded that I was sweating for a second at, uh, with your with your first choice there. but So mine was also an Animal Kingdom choice, but not inside the park like yours. Mine is outside the park. Um, I just noticed this, and again, I think it's – I'm you know still new to the game and trying to figure out all the ways and and, and neat spots to to trade, but the thing that I think is really cool that I just recently found is in the resort bus depot at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So uh, you know there's really kind of two different spots to grab buses. The bigger spot is if you're facing uh, the entrance, it's on your left. Uh, the on the opposite side on the right is where some of the um, the the other buses will pick up guests. Uh, from the other non-Disney resorts, but if you look uh, over on that side where the um, where the resort buses are, the uh, there's usually a cast member there that has a yellow safety cone with pins stuck in it, and I don't know why I'm I'm always tickled by seeing this. It just it's so funny, it's so novel because you know I guess the theming of the right by the parking lot and the buses. So you know if you're someone. You know, if you're someone who's driven drives to the park, like if you're a local or if you're here with a rental car in town, it, you tend to go take the tram from the parking lot. You would zip right past this cast member. Or if you're a resort guest and you're on one of the buses, uh, those guests tend to be 
just on full blast, let's go as fast as we can and get in the park mode and not slowing down and taking it easy. And you would easily blow right past this cast member and not realize what's going on. So I uh, I don't know if this is like a all day, every day, seven day a week kind of setup. So again, I hope someone doesn't hear this and go, hey, that idiot Johnny Shortsleeve said there's supposed to be a cast member here. And they're not. They're not standing here with the yellow cone with the pins in it. What gives? Guy's just making stuff up on this podcast. My herb keeps bringing them on. Um, but I've seen it the last five or six times that I've been there uh, at, at Animal Kingdom and walked past the res- resort bus depot uh, to go to the parking lot. Um, and it's it's cool because those cast members aren't overly inundated with guests. So you can sit there and have a conversation with them and they um, – they're not trying to juggle seven different guests who are pulling and tugging on the pins and trying to, you know, make a scene there. So it's it's a really relaxed way to pin trade. Uh, so it's great for for newbies like us. But then it's I think it's just such a funny presentation with the traffic cone. It's hilarious to me. So that's my uh, my second pick. Oh, this is a great choice. Actually, it's one that I didn't know about. Um, there have been times in the past where I've seen cast members in the parking lot of Epcot who've had a, a safety cone with some pins in it, but it's not very often that I see that. Um, so I, I think a lot of these kind of come and go sometimes because it's here now doesn't mean that it's going to be there in the future, but it seems like this one is has stuck around for a while, so I'm going to have to take the detour to the bus zone at Disney's Animal Kingdom and check it out. I saw what you did there, stuck around. That was good. <laughs> I'd like to take credit for it, but, uh, oh, yes, I'll take credit for it. That's great. <laughs> good one. Okay, it was number three, so number four. Uh, it, it's actually a fact that I have a red cape with a big O on it because I am Captain Obvious. So uh, because I am Captain Obvious, I have to go over to Disney Springs, and I have to go to the Disney Pin Traders Shop. So the there are a number of cast members in the shop who are, you know, about pins all day, every day, and, and they will definitely trade with you. But there's also a huge pin trading board in the back, uh, which sometimes has uh, uh, some very interesting choices. And the, the interesting thing about this pin board is that it's not open all the time, and I have not yet cracked the secret on when it is open. Uh, so you can go into the shop, and sometimes you will see a line forming that may even head outside of the shop because people are queued up trying to get their opportunity to trade off of this big pin board. Um, and other times it's just all closed up and it's just not open that time. So even if the pin board is closed, I think it's still fun to go to the Disney pin traders shop because there are a bajillion pins there. Um, and the, the, the cast members there, um, are happy to trade pins with you because that's really their, their day-to-day business. So great place to trade pins, Disney pin traders. I'm going to throw an idea your way. Feel free to, to grab it, take it, run with it. Feel free to swat it down. I won't be offended. <laughs> you roll up there with a bag, a bag filled with Mickey pretzels. Yeah, you know, the chocolate covered ones. Not not the you know the Mickey pretzels like you know, the bagged salted pretzels like the, you know, the good ones from the little uh, candy shop. Yeah. Uh, down the way there, the chocolate covered ones. See if you can grease the wheels a little bit. Say, hey, <laughs> I know this thing is there. I know about it. When's it open? When is that chamber of secrets open? Oh wait, that's the wrong part. No, uh, that's the other one. <laughs> That's the other one down the street. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, when am I going to see this? And then uh, see if you can maybe uh, tempt 
the cast members there with some some sweet treats. I think that uh, it's like walking up to a host or hostess stand at a restaurant. It's busy. You know, there's got to have the reservations at uh, at the parks everywhere. Then you slip that twenty dollar bill. Say, mm. I think I got a reservation there at, under Jackson, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Tips and gifts can uh, get you far in this world, I I hear. (laughs) Yeah, 60% of the time, it works every time. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) This this may be something to try. I don't know. Yeah, everybody like likes a good gifts, experiment. Right? So, yeah, I mean, and and if it doesn't work, then you just made somebody's day by giving them the free chocolate. So that would be that that would be a funny <laughs> a funny game to play, you know, around the, around the parks. You know, if you're someone who's got you know you've, you've been there enough times and you've seen them, which so you want to have this different experience. We go there with some friends or family members, have a contest. Who can get? into a crowded restaurant the easiest Hmm. and just see if you can sweet talk your way or smooth talk your way in there. (laughs) That would be funny. Yeah, I would not do well at that game, but it would be a fun game. And I'd like to be with someone who is good at it because then I don't have to wait. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that was number four. Number five, Johnny, we're back to you. Okay. um, This is, this is something that is, not too terribly different than my first choice, but it is different. You'll see why. Is that um, I've noticed that in in just cruising around the gift shops, looking at pens, you can sniff out pretty easily the cast members, the non-managers. I mentioned those earlier. Just the regular cast members who are hardcore pen fanatics, because you can be standing there looking at the pens, and they'll be hanging out there with you and talking to you about it. They're not all up in your business and, and making a spectacle out of it, but they're very friendly in the conversations. And you can quickly tell like who is really into pens. Like the guy that I'm thinking about specifically is uh, a, a gentleman that works over in the Tower of Terror gift shop. I've seen him in there, gosh, I don't know how many times. Um, but he's he's pretty he's pretty regular over there. Um, and he's a lot of fun to talk to about the pens because he knows so much about all the you know the limited edition ones that are coming out and the history of the pin trading and some of the really special ones that are just just been released and where to find them and you know you can tell he's passionate about that hobby and it's not just something where he's paid to stand there and and sell pins um, he really enjoys the the art of pin trading and I think you know it doesn't matter what the topic is I think if you have a chance to talk to someone who's really passionate about something. Um, it's really fascinating to me to to do that, and he's really cool. And, and I've been seen other cast members who are like him, who, you know, they they're not going to sit there and talk to you for five hours about this topic. They'll, they'll be respectful of your time because they know that you're busy, enjoying your day, and you have a lot to do. But they will talk to you as much as you will want to talk to them about pins, and that to me, I think, really helps the experience for my daughter because. Then she's adding a different dimension to the story of this hobby and something that makes it a little more interesting and intriguing about understanding where to go and what to find. And, uh, you know, if there's something that's kind of unique in a set that was released that they might have one sitting there, but there's others to find, um, that makes that as an extra dimension to, 
uh, to the hobby for her and, and for me to, to watch her doing it. So it's a lot of fun and it's always neat to talk to cast members. So it's, uh, that, that's going to be a good pick for me. Hmm. I, I like this item and it's interesting that these, these cast members don't have a big hat or wear a sign that says, I like pins, but if you happen to stumble across one, you'll know it. So I, I'm thinking of a situation I had um, with a cast member who works at a place I'll mention in a moment. Uh, but I, we came up, my daughter and I, like, uh, can we trade pins with you? And most, most cast members will say, sure. And then they will show you their lanyard or their little pin uh, pad. Uh, but this, this cast member said, well, sure, are you looking for something specific? And I thought, well, that's an interesting question for this cast member to ask. Like, no, we're just sort of trading generally. Um, and he says, okay, but I've, I've got a lot to trade. And he pulled out, most, most cast members have maybe 10 on a lanyard, something like that. He pulled this plastic bag out of his, his uh, pocket and he probably had 150 pins. And he's like, oh, well, I, I know people who are trying to complete this set and I've got this one. And, and this guy was a, a hardcore pin fan and he knew pins and he was, he was willing to share his own collection. I've, I've got to imagine it was his because I don't think Disney, you know, gives yeah, the average cast member 150 pins. Um, and he was willing to share and, and sort of explain what he had and uh, try to help people who are looking for certain pins or complete a certain set. So there's no guarantee you're going to find a cast member like that. There's, there's no way to really identify them short of just asking the cast member you're with if they're interested in trading pins. And some of them will, will take that conversation to the next level. And when that happens, it's, it's a lot of fun. I got a brilliant idea. I mean, this this... I don't want to pat myself on the back, but you know I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> um, make sure you're seated, buckle your seatbelt, tighten your chin strap. Here we go. A pin that the cast members can wear that says that they're big into pins. Mm. There it is. Yeah. There it is, everybody. That's 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 the winning idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. A- I wish there was some way to signify to know that somebody is kind of that hardcore into the hobby because then you can kind of seek them out and gravitate toward them and not no disrespect to the other cast members who are you know doing it because they kind of have to um which you know it is what it is but it it is neat to bump into those people i know exactly what you mean so that's uh that could be a cool little uh, scavenger hunt there to figure out how to crack that code and see who's hardcore yeah yeah and if you did have a cast pin that said i'm big into pins would you have to trade it? And then would it end up with someone who really wasn't big into pins? This is a whole Pandora's box that you may have opened oh, here. Oh, yeah. maybe we'd have to make it a patch. Yeah, there you Can't go. Moved, yeah. 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 Patch that looks like a pin. A patch that looks like a pin. There yeah. there you go. You, you, now you just solved that problem. That's good. There we go. I mean, <laughs> imagineering. You know how to find me. <laughs> right here. That's right. Go. Copyright 2017 World of Walt LLC. So send in your royalty checks anytime. All right, that was number five. So number six, um, I'm, I'm putting on my cape again. So I, I mentioned that pretty much anywhere you see a merchandise shop, most of the cast members will be trading pins. And so if uh, there's a big merchandise shop, there are probably lots of cast members who will trade pins. And where is there a big uh, merchandise shop? At Disney Springs and the World of Disney Store. So it would be easy, and actually I've done it, to go in and and 
trade pins for an hour with two dozen different cast members because there are so many of them who work in that store. Uh, and, and, you know, e- even when that store is just bursting with people and they've got to restock shelves and, you know, find that extra small shirt for the lady who just asked, they will take the time to show their pins and, and trade with you in, in an amazing and patient way. So if, if you're looking to trade a lot of pins to check out what a lot of different cast members have, head over to Disney Springs and check out the World at Disney Store. All right, you ready for another really good idea? Hit me with it. I mean, this is really good. <laughs> you ever remember, I don't know if this is still a thing or not, people were stamping dollar bills with like wheresgeorge.com or yeah. wherever it was. Yeah. We could track a dollar bill to see where it's been. They had a barcode in the back of the pins that you could scan with your smartphone. Mm. So you can say, I'm now in possession of it. So it shows, uh, you know, if I grab one, Johnny Shortsleeve, Orlando, Florida, and then and I trade it over, it sees, like, oh, this belonged to uh, Cotton Eye Joe from... Uh, <laughs> From Los Angeles, California, uh, and just to see all the people that had had possession of that pin, that'd be kind of cool if there's some way to do that. That would be very cool. That would be very cool. Yep. This sounds like a blockchain thing if, if we could be all techie about it. So we could, we could track the history of how that pin has gone from person to person. So that's that would be a neat idea. Blockchain. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's way over my head. And I'm, I'm, I don't have a smartphone. I have a dumb phone. I have a jitterbug. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> do you know what a jitterbug is? Have you seen those commercials? Um, you know, I, I think I've heard of it, but I can't tell you that I know what it is exactly. It's like a late night TV infomercial. It's for, I think, mostly for senior citizens. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a basic cell phone that, that just has the numeric keypads. And <laughs> I don't even think it has a has a pound sign. I think it's just <laughs> just the numbers. It almost looks like a toy. Uh, is it rotary? Is that how that works? <laughs> it's a rotary mobile phone. That'd be fantastic. You know, all the hipsters would eat that up. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. The problem is, one of them, one of them would get their bushy beard stuck in it, and uh, <laughs> there'd be a lawsuit. Uh, I spilled my latte on it. It's terrible. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. <laughs> oh, this is good. So top six places to trade pins at Walt Disney World. So number one, the roving managers. Number two, Animal Kingdom Discovery Island. Followed closely by number three, the resort bus depot at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Number four, the Disney's pin trader shop. Number five, the cast members who love them. And number six, the World of Disney store. So, hey, Johnny, you know, it's time for the shameless plug. Did you did you know that it's time for oh, that? Oh, is it that time already? Yeah. I didn't see my clock. My, my alarm didn't go off. <laughs> well, your uh, shameless plug alarm will start to go off because that's the, that's the time it is. So if uh, the folks who are listening to the podcast are interested in getting a little bit of Disney magic delivered to their home every month, you can join the Pin of the Month Club operated by, guess who? Me. Who? Me. Oh, yes. So, really? Yes. Pinofthemonthclub.com. Check it out. You can sign up uh, at one of three different levels and get a Disney pin delivered home. And uh, it's a surprise every month, like a, a little piece of magic in your mailbox. And it's all hand-packed by, by you and your family. So this is like really a family business here. That's that's such a cool idea. And I think uh, 
hopefully people will hear this and give it a shot. It is. And my, my tongue is raw from all the stamps that I have to lick. Well, actually, I don't have to lick <laughs> stamps on it. The machine does that. So th- thankfully, thankfully, because that would be pretty yucky. And uh, yeah, that, that would, uh, would be, isn't that a bit on Seinfeld when Costanza's wife passed away from tragically licking an envelope that had <laughs> toxic glue on it? <laughs> I don't want that to happen to my family. So yeah, yeah we, we, we buy the sticky kind. Got to outsource that job on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, stamp liquor. <laughs> oh, Johnny, as as always, a, a a ton of fun. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, man. Thanks, Herb. Thanks for doing what you do. I really appreciate it. head out to the Oasis Area Music Loop at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and yes, we have made it through the list of the top six places to trade pins at Disney World. However, our conversation doesn't need to be over. I'd like to hear what you think about our list. You can add to it or make comments by visiting the show notes page at worldofwalt.com slash 125, a page that works nicely on your tablet, smartphone, and desktop. Leave your comment in the comments section and check out what other people think as well. I'd like to thank everyone who's been in touch, and I'd like to invite you to follow me on social media, facebook.com slash worldofwalt and pinterest.com slash worldofwalt. If you like today's podcast, I would love it if you would spread the word. Tell your family and your friends about it. Today, as always, to wrap up, I would like to give you a thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'd also like to thank everyone who visits the worldofwalt.com site where you can read interesting Disney articles and join the conversations in the comments sections. By listening here and by visiting the site, you allow me to share the fun of Disney with you. And that is very cool. Thank you for being a part of it. So until next time, my friend, may God bless you. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a 